What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome back to the Free Me Podcast Show, Free Me TV. I'm Thomas Free Me. Um, if you caught me live yesterday, going over the the whole Bill Cosby thing, uh, I was breaking down exactly um, what was happening as it was going through, and I was playing news clips. Right. Well, first and foremost, forgive me. All my blessings go down to all the loved ones down in Miami before we even get started. Let me give my love and praise and my prayers to all the loved ones that are um, going through a lot of problems down in Miami right now, you know? Uh, Again, like I say, this is another attack on the poor. It's time for us to come together and start picking each other up and start looking out for one another. So, um, So as I was saying, you know, Yesterday, I was showing news articles and news clips and how they were saying, you know, what an atrocity it is that, you know, Bill Cosby's being released from prison and, you know, on a technicality and so on and so forth. And I was saying then that this this is not a technicality. This is serious, you know, and the attention doesn't need to be on Bill. The attention needs to be on the judicial system and the prosecutorial misconduct in which happened. So I was pleased, and, and none of the news articles was reporting this. It was all emotions, all emotions. They had the victims in, you know, and, and, and blessed their hearts and their pain, you know, but they, it's, it, they just, a lot of emotions. And again, you know, the premise of my show is about emotions. So what I'm gonna do is, um, well, I was pleased to get up today and, you know, see the news, at least some of the news articles, at least, is is sticking to the facts and sticking to the truth. And for me, that's um, that's what I'm doing with my show, right? That's I, I'm trying to bring you the truth as I know it through my eyes, my experiences, as as um, just being who I am through life, and being on the other side of of the accused, you know, and knowing how media can just destroy your life. So what I'm going to do is, uh, first I'm going to play this article here, this video here. And let you hear what a Harvard attorney has to say about it. Disgraced TV icon Bill Cosby, he's now a free man. Alan Dershowitz back with us to react. Uh, Professor of Harvard Law School and author of the book Guilt by Association. He's also a Newsmax analyst. So good to see you, sir. So first, how was Cosby convicted in the first place if this agreement was in the books? He shouldn't have been. He never should have been tried. He uh, he can't get his two and a half years back. Uh, He made a deal. Uh, He was promised that he can't get his two and a half years back. As a result of that, he testified in the civil case, which he wouldn't have had to do. He could have pleaded the Fifth Amendment. And then his testimony in the civil case was used against him by a prosecutor who ran for office on the claim that he would violate the promise and he would uh, prosecute him. And uh, and the court looked at that and said, no, that's a violation of due process. Whatever you might think of Bill Cosby, he's entitled to due process and you're not given due process. When a prosecutor makes a promise and then a subsequent prosecutor breaks the promise after you've relied on it and provided evidence that you wouldn't have had to provide. It's a very simple case. He never should have been prosecuted in the first place. 
Okay. So for 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 those that don't understand what due process is, right, and how serious due process is in all our lives, right? Anytime anyone accuses you of anything, you have the right to bring forth all the evidence that you have against you and and you also have a constitutional right of procedural of of procedures that have to be followed and adhered to to make sure that you have every opportunity to de to defend yourself and all of that is wrapped up and called due process so when your due process is violated then what that means is that some somewhere along in that process your right was violated in such a manner that it it hindered you from defending yourself to the best of your ability. So this is what this man, of course, is, is articulating way better than I am, of course, but I'm just trying to break it down in layman's terms. So during that trial, sir, did his attorneys argue that and say that at all? That, I, for those who weren't following the trial? Oh, yeah, they argued that. They also argued that the evidence of other women who were not uh, accusers um, criminally should not have been used. Uh, a lot of arguments were made. He had a good trial lawyer, a very good appellate lawyer, and the court came to the right decision. You have to ask yourself, why did the trial court and why did other courts not come to this decision? <clears throat> it seems so obvious that it's the right decision. If you believe in the rule of law, you can't have prosecutors making promises and then subsequent prosecutors breaking them. That's a violation of core due process. Yeah, so basically, you know, it really wasn't based on the facts, but it was a legal no. technicality. Well, it's not a legal technicality. It's a constitutional basis. It's what we fought the revolution about. It's what we're celebrating July 4th about. That's right. The Constitution provides that no person shall be prosecuted without due process of law. So it's anything but a technicality. It's the heart and soul of our... Anything but a technicality. And what did you hear all on the news yesterday? Bill Cosby is getting out on a technicality. And and what did I tell you yesterday? It is not a technicality. Do not listen to these people, man. That is a constitutional violation. The legal system. Yeah, I, I want to move on to uh, another story that's making headlines. The Trump Organization expected to be charged. Okay. Now, the next video that I would like to go to is going to be Uno Momento. Okay. Now this is from six years ago. Well, these days, a lot of people obviously talking about Watergate impeachment talk. High-profile congressional hearings, combative president. I well, pushed the wrong button. Huge part of it all. Back Uno momento. Responsible for the crime. Take Hollywood into reality. How? Now, this is how important... This 
is how important this is, right? And how uh, pernicious the judicial system has become to the point that defending yourself is damn near impossible. This is where the whole moniker comes from, you're guilty until you're proven innocent. It all boils down to what I'm getting ready to show you and where the power is at and where we, the people, need to step up and, and aim our focus to because it's everywhere. It's in all the courts. Uno momento. A former Texas DA is pleading guilty to criminal contempt for withholding evidence in a case. Authorities say that Ken Anderson sent an innocent man named Michael Morton to jail. Morton was wrongfully convicted in the 1986 murder of his wife. Morton spent nearly 25 years in prison before being exonerated by DNA evidence in 2011. His attorney says Anderson intentionally concealed exculpatory evidence that could have helped his client avoid conviction. Prosecutorial misconduct apparently happens a lot more often than maybe a lot of us think here. In Caldwell versus Mississippi, prosecutors misstated the law when arguing to the jury. And in Mooney versus Holland, uh, Holland, excuse me, prosecutors knowingly used perjured testimony. Brady versus Maryland, prosecutors suppressed evidence favorable to the defendant that might have actually led to a not guilty verdict. And the U.S. versus Doyle, prosecutor there failed to disclose that the government had presented false evidence against. The defendant, we've seen a lot of cases, especially with DNA now coming out, where in it's... You're seeing a lot of cases. You know how long it took me to find this video, man, where these people were just talking freely about what it was that they were discussing, and it wasn't... That's why I said this This was six years ago. You won't find stuff like this no more, where, where these guys just sit around and really kind of talk open freely like this here. Some people were sent to jail, but there's a difference... Jason, you've been on both sides of this between a prosecutor uh, mistakenly convicting an innocent person and knowingly keeping information or intentionally presenting false information to a jury. Is it a blurry line or do you think it's black and white what is and isn't allowed? It's black and white. It's uh, anything that a defendant, that an accused would want to have that could help him in any way you have to turn it over. And prosecutors know they have an obligation to seek justice, not to seek convictions. This is groundbreaking news. Prosecutors have enormous immunity, criminal, civil. You rarely hear prosecutors getting any type of uh, issue Unless with this He got 10 days, okay, and I guess some community service he had to do. But, you know, Susan, it's funny. I think the public will watch Law & Order, and they'll see these... Um, overwhelmed ADAs, district attorney offices where um, they're doing the best they can and that something, some information will come down through some technicality here. Um, the guy will get off when they know that he or she um, was responsible for the crime. Take Hollywood into reality. How much discretion, authority um, does the DA's office have in doing this? And, and 
is it mistakes that lead to sometimes innocent folks getting sent away where evidence would have proved otherwise? Is that just, you know, something that didn't get presented at trial that was a mistake that didn't get turned over to a defense? Or is this more conscious? I don't think it happens by mistake, and certainly not in this in the case that we're talking about. And also, there, there's a more systemic problem, and that is prosecutors should give open, should make their files available to the defense. It should be open file discovery so that everything the prosecutor has, the defense has. And the problem with the Brady rule, the exculpatory evidence rule, is that prosecutors sometimes don't know what's exculpatory because they have such tunnel vision to prosecute and to and to uh, demonize the defendant. The prosecutor is in control of the game. They're, they're in control of the moves. Everybody has to move around the prosecutor, including the judge. This is the power that they, will, that they wield, is that they control the narrative of the game. <clears throat> sure, they put on the show that they have to play the game, but they already know all the moves. You see what I'm saying? This is how... And, and then when you, when you add conspiracy into the mix, right... You, how, how can you beat it? How can you beat it? So rather than letting prosecutors make a decision whether something, exculpato something is exculpatory, they should be turning over everything, all of the information I hear to prosecutors the at home, though, saying, wait a minute here. You want us to turn over every single thing that we have to you, even if it damages our case, even if we firmly believe um, that the defendant did this, but yet you guys... Uh, you'll know information, right? And you'll totally keep it from us. We're not talking about a two-way street here. Jimmy, you've been on both sides of this yourself here. Um, do prosecutors have a point here that you're now setting a standard where, not that it's impossible for them, but that this guy was, uh, you know, bad case makes bad law. There's a lot of innocent mistakes here, but now all of a sudden there'll be a different threshold for the DA or the ADA. A witness tells you, my father wasn't home at the time you're prosecuting my father for killing my mother what's the question yeah mm. nobody cares if the prosecutor thinks the defendant is guilty it's not your job your job is to prosecute your job is to be fair for both sides courts have said it prosecutor do you hear what your job is did you hear what that man just said that is your job that's all your job is not to assume, is not to know that this person is guilty, but you don't have enough evidence to get them off. That's your detective's fault that, that wanted to sit in the donut shop. That's his fault. You know what I'm saying? And he needs to stop trying to plant evidence on people because he wants to sit in the donut shop and try to catch the person who's too smart for him. It needs to stop. And, and we wouldn't be having to go through all of this crap. Since the time there were courts, your job isn't just to get convictions. You've been on both sides again. Justice. Does yes. this happen more often than the public thinks? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to get a number for you. There have been 24 wrongful convictions since 2000 in New York, and how many of them have you covered where it's all because of the failure to turn over exculpatory material? Or you know, in Brooklyn, it's almost one a month that's getting overturned because of a false confession with witnesses coming forward and talking about. One a month. One a month. This was six years ago. One a month. And mind you, before I start, 
there's only 8,000 views of this video. 8,000 views in six years. It's horrible, America, man. Wake up, man. Now, if it was a cat sliding across the table with some socks, it had 24 million views, wouldn't it? About how they were Crazy, promised man. and threatened and so on and so forth mm -hmm. uh, in order to give testimony. Doug, it happens think, often enough. You think enough. 10 days, do you think mm -hmm. the fact that a DA is going to jail, right? Yeah. You speak to your old DA buddies, ADA buddies. Do you think this mm -hmm. makes a difference going let, let, forward let for other offices? Let me say something. Um, I can only speak for myself, but... I learned from some of the best lawyers when I was in the DA's office that I've ever met in my life, where people that the directive was that when it goes against you as a prosecutor, you turn it over. A lot of times you're dealing with more junior assistants who may have problems interpreting what the rules are and they may get in trouble. But I would hate for anybody that listening to this conversation to think that prosecutors are like this judge that was, uh, is going to jail. Do I think 10 days is enough? No, if a guy spent 25 years uh, because he's been wrongfully uh, convicted for a crime he didn't do because of this guy, I mean, I, wish, I would hope that he would get life himself for what he did. But I would, I would hope that people realize that a lot of these prosecutors who aren't making a lot of money, who are trying to learn a craft, are really trying to do the right thing. And, and, and I think a lot of us, we did that when we were prosecutors. Doesn't mean they make mistakes, though. They do I, make mistakes. I agree entirely. The majority of prosecutors are doing the, doing the right thing. but. Yep. but but it when they do the wrong enough. thing here, look at the ramifications. Uh, look at the, both look sides should pay a price. All right, when we come back, everybody, we're going to have a few real interesting stories. I want to get uh, quick reaction to the table line as well. Stay with us. So, that's the issue, right? And why is Bill coming home a good thing? We, we cannot focus on Bill's crime. We cannot focus on the charges. None of that can be brought into play. This is why I don't like how the news was bringing the victims in, right? Because the news, the media, is <clears throat> they're trying everything that they can do to strike emotion into us and keep us emotional about their agenda and their direction. Right, I respect the Me Too movement. If 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 people know me, I respect the hell out of all women and for what they go through in their struggles. Right, and I've been around what what Bill has done, his accusations. You know, <clears throat> that's, I mean, back in the late '90s, all these kids were doing that stuff, man. Roofies, they were joking about it. Rick Ross sings it in a song. You know what I'm saying about dropping. A, a, a pill in her drink and she ain't even know it you know what I mean so it's it, it was it was a common thing and back in the, the 60s and 70s you know I can't even imagine right so again it's, it's it's not justifying or making excuses but it's it's the it's being caught up in the time right and now all this time later being caught in an agenda Right. And, and that's what I didn't like. Now, if Bill is guilty of, of what he did, he's going to have to face God. You know what I mean? And, and God will be the judge of that. But the overarching point of what I'm trying to make is in this instance right here, the Supreme Court made a ruling for the people. And that is to protect our due process. 
right? And, and, and to break it down as simply as possible. And I know because I've seen these, these slimy, scummy, bottom-feeding, parasitic, uh, just uh, devils, right, of prosecutors. I've seen them do it. I've seen it in the law work that I've done helping other individuals, and I, and I know their tactics. It's, it's a game that they play with one another to try to get a conviction out of somebody, even if they know that that conviction is going to get overturned. Now, don't listen to what I'm saying. You can go back to the episode with Trinity and, and, and listen to what he says. When he says up north, they got a saying called beat it on appeal. What you just witnessed with Bill Cosby is exactly what Trinity is talking about. What what just happened with Bill Cosby is beat it on appeal. So you had these two prosecutors or, or a slew of them or the whole office, right, because there was a lot of pressure on bringing Bill in, taking Bill down, bringing his ass down and putting his ass in prison, right? But they just couldn't do it. They had to figure out a way to do it, you know? So they figured out a way. And as you see, again, age of Aquarius, right? It's, 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 it's the time of awakening. What you see unfold in front of you, and, and that's why I'm here, to make sure that whoever witnesses my video can understand what you just witnessed. You just witnessed prosecutorial misconduct happen to one of, the, one of uh, an American icon, Right? That's what you witnessed. You witnessed the power of the prosecutor bring down an American icon unconstitutionally. And you also witnessed the power of the Supreme Court, right? Doing its job, doing its job. Never mind what happened at trial or anything. Those, it's all, it's all irrelevant. It's all irrelevant. It's all moot because you had... You had an unconstitutional error, and everything that happens after that error is unconstitutional until you fix that first error, which there's, there's no fixing that. The, well, the fix is him coming home immediately. So I know it's emotional. I know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, again, this is a situation where ego and materialism and, and the, you know, um, as the, the moniker going around now, you know, the, the go along, get along gang, as they say, it's, it's all part of that, right? The materialism and the ego and, and in your mind, when you know, before you slip that, that thing into that person's drink, you know, you know what you're getting ready to do. You know, the choice that you're making, but you're not thinking with this, right? You know where you're thinking at. And that's ego. Again, that's material, that's ego, and there has to be a switch there. There has to be a switch that says, you know what, man, I want to be a better man. I have to be a better man. I have to be a better person because it's too easy to be bad. And we got a world of bad, you know. All this gangster talk, all this tough talk, all of that, you know what I mean? It's, it goes a long way when, when you're putting something behind it, which is, which is to be good. And do good because, man, it takes a gangster out here to, to push good, man. 
in a sea of bad. It's easy to be bad. You're, so you're consumed by bad. It's, it's all around you. It's hard to be good. You know what I mean? And, and, and I know that's where the right way is. It's like I teach my daughter. You know what I mean? I teach her that sometimes you come to a point in life where you may not know which way to go or how to decide which is right or which is wrong. And in those moments, you have to ask yourself, which way is the harder way, right? When you find out which way the harder way is, nine times out of ten, that's usually the right way because in order to get to your path the correct way, to achieve the glory that you want, you have to work for it. You have to push for it. You have to, you have to muscle through it. And I know that now. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm attempting that for the first time in my life. I'm just attempting to push through strife, push through, you know, turbulence, and just run it, run it through. You know what I'm saying? And, and just keep pushing because I've never done that in my life. You know what I mean? If, if things started to get tough, I would just move on to the next thing, you know? And I never had no follow through. And it led me to where I was at, you know what I mean? Because I kept cutting corners, cut, you know, kept cutting corners until the next point to where I'm, I'm selling drugs. You know what I mean? And barely leaving the house, you know? So cutting corners is not good because if you cut one, you're gonna cut another one. And then you're gonna cut another one. And then before you know it, you don't cut all the corners. You ain't learned nothing. You're at the end, don't know how you got there, don't even know what to do with it. And that's where I was at. That's simply where I was at. You know, so it's just about pushing through, man, and, and making the right choices and just doing what you know what is right. Before you throw that thing in the drink, before you push the drugs on to the next person, or before you drink and, and want to bring somebody else into your car, before you bring anybody else into your cipher, into your universe, knowing that you're, you're, you're not in your right frame of mind, you know, just think, man, all of this stuff is material, jail, bars, all of that stuff is of the flesh. You got to deal with higher powers and just think about that. You know what I'm saying? If you take a look around and see what this man created, this, this being created, if he can create this, what else can he create? You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't want to be on that end and I want to push life and I want life to be good. I want life to be good for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? So these are the messages that I push out, man. And I just try to get out. The media is out of here to, to make us emotional. The media is out of here to, to divide us at the root. The media is out of here to divide us at the root. And the media, don't lose sight of this now. The media is only an entity. It's only a middleman. So it's, it's a voice box. So who is wanting to divide our family? Who is wanting to keep us emotional all the time? You know, who is, who is wanting to do that? Why would the news want to come out and push emotions versus, listen, this is an unconstitutional thing. It's, it's the right thing. It may upset people, right? But the facts are the facts, and, and then that's it. Why do we have to bring in the victims and have them on the airwaves 
on national TV, you know, striking emotions because it's an agenda, man, you know, and it's tiring and it needs to stop and, and we need to wake up. So that's it with Bill, man. I, I You know, it, what happened, the, the overturning has nothing to do with his, his guilt or innocence, right? Um, he's obviously guilty from from my from my understanding of what occurred because the testimony that he gave in the civil court was I don't want to say it was enough because they they still again unconstitutionally had to bring in witnesses to to to, to corroborate but the obviously the testimony that he gave had some guilt to it so I'm sure the man is guilty you know what I mean he was in the times keeping up with the crowd and, and and into his materialistic life, you know what I mean, as a black man and, and an American icon in the 70s. I can only imagine the pressures this man was under. Again, it doesn't make it right, but it is what it is, you know what I mean? And right is right, truth is truth, facts are facts. So that's what I'm going to try to bring you every time I come. I'm going to bring you, and it's just not going to be me talking because who am I? You know what I mean? I'm going to try to bring you what I know and how I do my research and how I how my mind thinks. So it's not like you really just going to be looking at me and listening to me, but I'm just going to, what I try to do is is unravel my mind through my show. You see what I'm saying? So you can really get to understand the type of cat that I am. So um on another note, the Bahama breeze I'm going to break down my federal, my federal crime. And not only that, but I'm bringing a cat that I have not seen or talked to in 25 years, no lie. I have not seen, not talked to him. I've been wanting to put my, my thing out there, the truth. Again, a lot more you're going to hear prosecutorial misconduct. So this, this is why this is important to me. So, but I'm gonna bring um I'm gonna bring this cat on, man. I, I I found I searched him, found him, tracked him down. That's what I do. I track you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna bring him on and really give you an a, another person's perspective of who I was as a kid. Because I just don't wanna sit up here and just be talking about me. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I, I I like to walk in silence, but yet I want to share my experiences of what I've went through to to the world, especially for young parents. You know what I'm saying? To help their their children grow. You know, so be on the lookout for that man that's coming. The Bahama breeze. That's all I got for y'all, man. I got a, a pounding headache. I ain't want to come on, but. Man, I got this headache in the back of my head. I be getting them. Back of my head, man, my neck. So I'm going to go take some Advil. And, man, I'm going to go chill out, man. I've been stressed. When I say I've been stressed, man, this shit is stressing me. But it's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be okay. We're going to push through. We're going to be all right. We can get through it together. And we are going to get the hell out of here. Peace, man. Y'all take easy, man. Y'all send prayers down there to Miami, man. I love you guys, man. I love all you guys. I love all my subscribers, man. I love you guys. I love you. We out. Peace. Be one.